0: Welcome to the 167 podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 34 of the 167 podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson. The lead pastor at the Porch Community Church, here with my friend, our media pastor Josh Harrell. Hello, Josh.
1: Hey, Shannon, and I just want to say thank you to everyone that's joining us on the fastest-growing podcast in Valdosta. <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, you might want to check that because that could be inaccurate.
1: I don't know how many podcasts are actually recorded. There in Valdosta, could be like, so, you know, many, many, good. many.
0: Somebody in their basement somewhere has got like a d and D podcast, or a you know NASCAR podcast, or something. Nah, Man. I'm
1: naming it and claiming it. Fastest growing in Austin. <laughs>
0: okay, alrighty, name it and claim it. Hey, welcome, uh, listeners. We are so glad you're part of the 167. We call this the 167 because we want to take uh, the time that we are not together in worship and and being together at the physical church um, to, to give that back to God, to let it be useful for him. And so we want to have this, we want to provide content for you that, um, well, and us, I mean, you and yeah. I, it's not just, we're just throwing out content for them. Cause I'm learning a lot in the process of things for us to consider and think about and look at scripture. And yeah, here we are. So, but you know, so I would just say, Josh, then I'm, I'm just living my truth just oh, living no. I'm just living
1: my truth. Why would you say that? I'm just
0: you know, because that's just how I feel. It's just the way I feel and it, it just seems really right to me, so I'm just living my truth.
1: You know, we've talked about living truth and it being a podcast for another day. <laughs> is today the day? Today is the day. Today is the today day. Today
0: is the day. We talk about living your truth, if that's even a thing. Insert like <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, and so yeah, we were doing. You know, I was I was kind of looking at the history of of that whole living living your truth, and mm-hmm. and I think it's I think it's kind of always it's it's always been there. Yeah, I think the phrase living your truth has not always been there. No, but,
1: it's been gimmicky. Like it's been gimmicky clicks like yeah. last five years or so. And,
0: but then, it, but even but but back in the 1960s, it really kind of came on the scene in a bigger way than it really had before. In in America, in the United States, for sure, like the whole Woodstock, kind of yeah, just that whole embracing this mindset that that is just it kind of questioned everything. Yeah, um, and so you know that that whole like you know living my truth, you know what's true for me might meet not be true for you, man. You know, um, you know God is whoever or whatever you define him or her or it to be. You know, like there was just a lot of Hey, don't don't tell me what I gotta believe. Um, man. I'm gonna figure me, man. <laughs> man. Like you, long haired hippie. Um, so when we talk about or when people, uh, I I refuse to make the statement living my truth. I just think that's I don't like it. So <laughs> there you go. We'll go
1: into reasons why in a little bit. <laughs>
0: um. But really, what you're talking about when you when we let make when people make those kinds of statements, and live with that kind of mindset, right? Is you're dealing with two different terms. You're dealing with uh, subjectivism mm-hmm. and then relativism, and so we're gonna we're gonna talk about those. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna address those today on this episode. So I think first it would be good to define the words.
1: Well, first tell people to strap in. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a
0: ride. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's right. Man, don't tell me what to do. I'm going <laughs> to live my truth without a seatbelt. All right, so relativism is the assumption that there is no such thing as an absolute truth. Truth evolves. It changes over time. Truth is not constant. What used to be true is no longer true today. Right. And, you know, you look you look at um, the world around us, and you can see there are... There are social things. There are religious issues. There are topics that people would say, well, you know, 50 years ago, that's what, you know, that, but it's changed now. Mm -hmm. It's changed now. Um, And you would even go back further. I mean, I'll just take a a basic one, which this could ruffle a few feathers, but that's okay, Um, is um, uh, people being, not being married and living together. Yeah. So now that was like a social speaking, social norms, you, that you don't do that. Right. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. But there you go, you talk about like in the 60s and stuff like that, and that became like a like a thing, and, and, and suddenly like young women weren't going from uh, their parents' home to maybe college and then getting married and living with their spouse, but suddenly it's like they're shacking up, you know. Yeah. And they're they're living with their boyfriend, moving, in. and it's like I when Three's Company, that's an old TV show. Oh. Rolled.
1: No, I've. Okay. When I it. I had Nick and Knight.
0: When it came on, like it, people were in uproar about it because a guy yeah, was living we with, with two, two women. women.
1: Yeah. She yeah, Jane Summers was one
0: of them. Yeah, yeah, she was. So, I mean, that's just and that, that is a, a an example I'm using. Uh, and someone will say, "Well, what's the truth there? What's the absolute truth there?" Well, when you start talking about a not three's company, but like a couple living together, well, you get into uh, you get into immorality, sexual immorality. If if they're sleeping together, you get into um, adultery. Um, mm-hmm. You get if they're not going to end up being married and yet they're together. Yeah. then then that's you're looking at i mean there's just there's things that according to god's word mm-hmm. those start bumping up against
1: and and in 2021 outside the church society doesn't think twice about it
0: heck no no and uh inside the church is you know it's not as it's not such a hair raiser anymore
1: i don't know i guess the people i'm around it
0: is yeah well, you know, and if you get married at seventeen, you don't know. So eighteen, you're eighteen. <laughs> I was eighteen. Hey, there you go. You were in love. You knew you wanted yeah. to get married. Yep. Yeah. Why well, so wait? I, okay. There's a
1: Bible verse about that.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know the address, and yeah. I don't want to quote it because I'll be wrong. <laughs> but yeah, there's a Bible verse about like if you're ready. Yeah. Do it.
0: Or as Paul said, if you if you're burning. And you, you know, I mean, that's the verse of (laughs) reference. Okay, (laughs) burning with passion, then you should go ahead and get married. Yeah, yeah. So relativism is the assumption: there's no such thing as absolute truth. Truth evolves. Truth is not constant. So you could say, all right, well, God's word about um, being pure and 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 the marriage being considered holy, and for uh, sexual intimacy to happen only within the marriage. That would be considered like a, a truth. Yeah. And so a relativist, a relativist would say, no, no, that used to be true. It's not true anymore. Right. It's not constant. Okay. So here's the other word, subjectivism. Mm-hmm. And subjectivism is the assumption that just let's say I'm the one saying I'm doing this, I have the right to determine what is right and wrong without submitting my judgment to any authority outside of myself. So I determine, I am the ultimate determiner of what is true for Shannon. Mm. and You are the ultimate determiner of what is true for Josh. Interesting. Yeah. So there is no absolute truth. That is relativism, right? And, and it changes over time. And then with subjectivism, it's you are the determiner. Of let's, what is true for
1: you. Let's put ourselves on a pedestal.
0: <laughs> so with these two understandings, um, we end up with a, a mindset, a worldview, that looks something like, since there's no absolute truth, relativism, you can't impose your beliefs on me. I am the source of truth. I'll determine if my actions are right or wrong based on how I feel about it, subjectivism. Right. If it feels good, it must be true then, because it feels good to me, so then I'm going to call it right. Mm-hmm. And if it's right, then that's going to be my truth. Mm-hmm. As long as it makes me happy, that's all that matters. As long as I'm sincere, it doesn't matter what I believe. As long as it doesn't hurt anyone, it doesn't matter what I do. And that's the mindset. So, whoof.
1: That's a lot. To <laughs> so to I wanted to go through unpack. some of these
0: things and, and, and talk about them more. Um, sincerity. Okay, I just touched on, you know, if as long as I'm sincere, then it doesn't matter whether you say it's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? It doesn't matter if what I tell you I believe and I believe is my truth, even though it's off-the-wall weirdo. And I'm not saying that's what... But, like, I could say, you know... Captain Crunch is is a real person. Right. And you could be like, um, Shannon, no, he's just on a cereal box. But but if I'm really sincere about it, if I'm really passionate about my beliefs, then then that's my truth. Yeah. And you can't say one way or the other. Okay. So, um because so many people <laughs> don't embrace absolute truth, what happens is is we're designed, though, for people to build our lives on truth. Like, right. we were created to be people who are centered on truth, which is why we're always trying to find our truth, mm-hmm. my truth, your mm-hmm. truth. Like, we are people who are... It's like its like we have this, like, honing device, and we are looking for truth. And if we don't find it in God, we're going to apply it to something right. or someone. So since we don't embrace the absolute truth... Instead, what happens is we try to build this mindset about just, I'm gonna be really sincere and passionate about whatever I say my truth is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this person that has like this, that's really sincere and really passionate, will be like, It doesn't matter what you believe, as long as you're sincerely passionate about it, you go for it, Josh. You know, so you could tell me, Shannon, you go for your Cap'n Crunch, you know, theology. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I'm.
1: What's that spaghetti monster? religion oh Ast- uh, mm, yeah uh-huh. yeah
0: you'll something. have to check it out yeah the spaghetti monster yeah but so i can here's the deal and this is i've got a friend that is you're not I, I don't know if you're gonna this is gonna like make you go what or not but i have a friend who is a flat earther
1: his name's joshua harrell
0: Okay. You're a flat you believe there's a flat earth? No. Okay. No, but I do. I have a friend who like, is like you have a
1: like legit. I know
0: someone and we just in the last two months had this conversation that they believe that the earth is flat. And I went on and Googled it and and I was like, there are a lot of people out there that think that the earth is flat. Yeah. And so so someone but and, and then some people in if you go and go searching around for that. You're gonna find some really sincere, passionate people, Josh. Like pa-
1: pasta ranfarians.
0: <laughs>
1: Look that up on Wikipedia.
0: Pasta Raferians yeah. instead of like Rastafarians.
1: Yeah, but yeah, it's pasta and rastafarian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So do they smoke spaghetti instead of weed? Like, what is that? I don't know. No,
1: it's is um, <laughs> the deity of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster.
0: Okay, where did the Flying Spaghetti Monster come from? Was that someone's argument, like for? No,
1: this guy is just like a uh, um, sci-fi writer, mm-hmm. and he's and he just... now decided he's like i'm going to create a religion that debunks most religions and (laughs) kind of unites people that can't decide what they believe
0: and so there's the flying spaghetti monster yeah awesome yeah i'll have to i should have yeah I, i have heard of that a little bit but not enough to even speak to it so i don't know so this whole sincere passion thing right there are people josh who are sincerely passionate about the earth being flat right um There are, I can, I can with all sincerity, with passion, with research, I can believe that Muhammad is a prophet and he directs us to Allah and, and that could still not be true. But since I'm so sincere and passionate about it, then, then, oh, well, you're just living your truth, Shannon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I can sincerely and passionately believe that Donald Trump would make America great again and, or that Joe Biden will make America a kinder, more compassionate, less Tweety Nation again, Tweety. and it not be true, right? Yeah. Like I can be really sincere and really passionate about both those two dudes, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that my sincerity and my passion make those true. And yet, that's how a lot of people live. It's like, oh, but I feel all these things. You can't, I feel so much.
1: You can't believe it into truth.
0: No, you can't. You. you but, but no, you. <laughs> if you believe in an absolute truth, y- yes. You are correct. Well, you're if not believing you it in the truth. It already is true, right, whether you believe it or right, not. Right, right. So the point is that sincerity and passion don't equal truth.
1: hmm
0: But relativism would say that it does. Right. No. So, so it's interesting to me that the same people who live as if there is no absolute truth and openly criticize someone for believing in an absolute truth... hmm They seem to be the same people who carry out their lives as if sincerity and passion absolutely create their own truth, and and they proclaim it loudly. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's it's funny when people are like, "I will tell." They will argue that there's absolutely no absolute truth.
1: Absolutely, (laughs)
0: absolutely. So, all right. So, where did subjectivism and relativism originate? Um, It's kind of hard to pinpoint because I think it was around before the words were ever, uh, you know, coined. Um, but the source... I, so I'm going to go back as far as I possibly can to the source of subjectivism and relativism.
1: So uh, the Garden of Eden? Let's go all the way
0: back. Yep. Is, that, yep. is that where we're going? Yep, that's where we're going. So Jesus... Can, <laughs> so Jesus... Uh, you know, when we talk about absolute truth and we talk about our uh, God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, is, is the absolute truth of a, of a Christian, of a follower of Jesus. And Jesus himself came to testify about the truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Um, and this is where subjectivism and relativism come in because, see, there is one who has a name called the Father of Lies, and it's mm-hmm. Satan, it's our enemy. And um, it's recorded in Scripture that he is cunning, he is sly, he's not going to... And, and here's the deal. A, a cunning, sly person, creation, being, is not going to tell you a lie that's so outlandish that you don't believe it.
1: There's going to there's gonna be hints.
0: There's going to be sprinkles of truth. truth.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah. Look at Islam. Yep. Look at the Quran. Mm-hmm. There's a sprinkle of truth. Look at the Book of Mormon. Sprinkle with truth. Look at, uh, I mean, you you could look at any number, look at the flying spaghetti monster if you want to. I, I
1: don't know if there's any truth. I don't
0: know. There. I, I'm gonna guess there might be. <laughs> uh, but but there is a there's there's a cunning sly enemy who goes aha. Let's take a little bit of truth and sprinkle it in with a whole lot of not. <laughs> so. Um, that's just not, he, he's a counterfeiter. He's going to give you something that looks true, that feels true, that sounds true, because our enemy knows that if, if he can take you just even the slightest bit off of truth, mm-hmm. what will happen is, is over a lifetime, yeah, suddenly you look up and you're way off course.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I've seen this happen over and over again Yeah, with, with sincere, passionate people hmm yeah. Who were following Jesus. Friends. Yeah. And yet, now they've kind of gone with a little bit of truth elsewhere, mm-hmm. and it's, it's sad. Um, and so, I believe he's... Obviously, I believe he's still doing this today, our enemy, um, for us to exchange the truth of God for a lie that even if the lie looks kind of truthful... Mm-hmm. And you can see the result of this. You can in, in Romans chapter one, I want to look at three different verses in Romans one, verse eighteen, verse twenty two, and verse twenty-five. And this is what God's word says. God's absolute word says. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. All right, verse twenty two. Claiming to be wise, they instead become utter fools. Mm. This, this is the result yeah. of, of relativism and subjectivism. And verse 25, they traded the truth about God for a lie, so they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen, the Scriptures mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so we've got this this subjectivism and relativism, and you've got people going, "Oh, this is just my truth. I'm living my truth." And how dare you try to tell me that I don't, I can't live my truth?
1: I'm loving me right now.
0: How? Or, and I wouldn't even say that we're telling people not to live the truth. We're just saying, "Hey, here's the actual truth, mm-hmm. and this truth is, is saying this is the way to go." And but listen, I mean, and it, this makes total sense to you and me, Josh. Yeah, but there could be someone listening to this who does not believe in an absolute truth, and they're going, "Well, no, that's a, that's your truth. Well, that's your Christian truth." And it's
1: no, <laughs> it's I mean, uh, because we whether you believe in Jesus Christ or not, you are a creation of Jesus and God, so. That's your truth, Josh. No, it's not. It's (laughs) it's truth. It is. Like, there is no deviation from absolute truth. You used a term yesterday when we were kind of talking about this. Uh Uh-huh. Prima, I can't think of it. Scriptura. Prima Scriptura, which means it is, there is no truth outside of the Prima Scriptura.
0: It's the primacy of Scripture above everything. It's above experience. It's above reason. It's above tradition. It's above Mm -hmm. my sincerity and my passion. Mm -hmm. Scripture.
1: And, you know, if you're listening and you're thinking, well, truth is subjective, it's not necessarily because you believe that, it's you've been manipulated
0: into that. Mm, But no one wants to admit that.
1: Right. I mean, because...
0: Because there's some super-duper really smart people who are sincerely, passionately attaching themselves to things that are not true. Exactly. And... And so they don't even you have tell to them smart. they've been manipulated. They're going to be like, what they,
1: it's famous people, <laughs> celebrities. It, it's,
0: you know? Yeah. If it's, and it's people living down the street and it, and we, and maybe your best friends. We all know?
1: have, we all have this platform that we can say whatever we want to from. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And if it catches enough tweets and retweets and likes, mm-hmm. I don't even use Twitter and I'm, and I'm using it as an <laughs> likes and chairs, yeah. you know, um, it becomes subject to the the mm-hmm. community at large to judge it to decide as a society as the world if it's truth or yeah. not.
0: Yep, yep. And <laughs>
1: and it subvert and it is, it sprinkles truth in it like mm-hmm. um, the whole I I need to love myself and I need to ta- and I need to take care of me before I take care of anyone else
0: mm-hmm. type deal. Yeah.
1: It starts with you are beautifully and wonderfully created or a uh-huh. being. Yeah. Like, yeah. you are. Yeah. But because you're made in the image of, of God, mm-hmm. and they leave that part out. Right. And then they go... And, so just self-care. Yeah. And then you deserve to be happy. self, yeah. You sh- happiness is found in the Lord. <laughs> you know, there, there yeah. are... There are sprinkles yeah. of the stuff that you're.
0: You deserve to be fulfilled. That your oh, soul fulfillment is found yeah. in the Lord. Yeah. There,
1: there, there are sprinklings of stuff that your soul is yearning for. And
0: that's that's it. Like, and I, we've already kind of touched on that, but like, that's what I, if I were to sit down and have a real conversation with someone, and I, I've had them, but like, listen, you're you're craving truth.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Where did that craving come from? Like, who gave you that? That was God put that within you. Yeah. Um, that did not happen. you did not evolve from some lizard creature out of some pond somewhere and now you and everyone you know craves truth like it was put within you mm-hmm. fearfully and wonderfully yeah. made like it's like you want to know the one who made you yeah and and that's where that desire for truth comes from. So uh, it's kind of rising up within us, Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, some might say we're not being very tolerant.
1: No, I'm not.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing. Tolerance... Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I mean, out outside of Prima Scriptura, uh-huh. there is no tolerance for truth outside of it.
0: Right. Now, there's grace. You didn't say it. I didn't. No, no, no. You I'm said gonna, tolerant. I did. Yeah, yeah. There's I a difference. Did. Yeah, there is. <laughs> You're right. I'm not tolerant. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. Tolerance, it used to mean putting up with something or just dealing with it. Like yeah. just be tolerant, just tolerate them. Mm-hmm. Okay. That word in and of itself has sh- shifted. Now it's accept. Now it's, well, tolerance is still used, but it's the idea of, oh, well, you need to be more tolerant, Josh. And by that, it means you need to set aside your understanding, your beliefs, mm-hmm. and let someone else just run theirs right on through. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's this new definition that all beliefs, all values, all lifestyles, all life choices are equal. And how dare you say or even think otherwise? Doesn't that
1: devalue mine?
0: Um, yours doesn't matter if you're uh, a Christian.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Didn't you know? That doesn't seem very You tolerant. didn't get the memo? That doesn't seem tolerant. <laughs> it's not tolerant at all. I mean, <laughs> I... I, I you know people are jerks and and will say that kind of stuff, but it's showing the absolute flaw in their logic.
0: You can't use the word absolute; that's not okay. I me. will,
1: <laughs> but it's it's showing the uh, the the failure in the uh-huh. in the thought process of the yep. relativism and subjectism. because it if it if your relativism doesn't align with someone else's relativism, mm-hmm. it's not going to work.
0: Mm. But we should all just get along and sing kumbaya. And around. it's funny
1: how relativism and subjectivism never subjectivism yeah, subjectivism never play nice with absolute truth
0: never they don't they never but we should all just do whatever we want and let's all tolerate whatever beliefs or lifestyles that everyone has because they are all absolutely equal all true to somebody listen to what scripture says about this cuz you can capture this mindset right here in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 3 and 4 for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths.
1: Yo, oh, 100%. There it is. I mean, we do we do that all the time not necessarily even looking for truth. We just want to learn something a specific way, right? Mm -hmm. So like when I'm researching on um, growing social media and church, stuff like this, Mm -hmm. I try to find uh, YouTube videos, these teachers Mm -hmm. that teach me kind of in the direction I want to go anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I'm already looking for teachers that are teaching me to do it kind of the way I want to do it. Of course. You know? Yeah. And that way I can report well, this my, is
0: this is my findings.
1: <laughs> these supported the the ones. These are supporting the background I was looking for.
0: But there were six others that didn't. Well, I found seven that do. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Y- exactly. Yeah. Here, here's what I think. Josh is um, one of the biggest um, problems. I don't know if I'm trying to find the right word and and words should be important when you have a podcast. Yes. Um but I, <laughs> I can't think of it. But it, it, here's the deal. In a culture where truth exists on this sliding scale of maybe it's true for you but it is not for me, you know, maybe we don't have to be sorry for very much at all if anything.
1: And that's the biggest issue.
0: Yeah. We we don't have to be sorry unless enough people on the sliding scale of truth determine that, that I'm not. the only one or we are the only ones that are wrong, and therefore there's this cry for apology. So Cancel culture. Yeah, oh, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So after all, though, think about it. If you create your own truth, then there's no need to confess anything. And the most extreme example of this is that, okay, you're never wrong. If you think uh, God's wrong, if, if anyone's wrong, God's wrong. He, he messed this up. But I didn't think you believed in God. Well, no, but if you're going to, like, God's the one that messed all this up. Like, if it, so if you think that's a far-fetched statement, just scan headlines. Mm-hmm. It, it's truth that helps us see falsehood. It, it's, the, it's the right that helps us see the wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and when what's right is whatever we define it to be, well, then guess what? We're always going to be right. Yeah, We're always going to be right. Even when things don't go great for us, oh, well, it was never our fault anyway, we're, we were victims. Mm-hmm. Like We're just misunderstood. And one day everyone will see how right we are. And the deal is, at the heart of confession is this idea that you and I are not the ultimate arbiters of right and wrong. We don't determine right and wrong. And what confession does is it acknowledges that we are indeed flawed.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're flawed. Yep. And that and we make mistakes, and we're accountable. And those are words that are that are not used very often. No. But a lot of really sincere, passionate people would say, well, I, I'm, I'm living my truth, so I don't have to apologize for anything.
1: I don't have to apologize except me, and you apologize for your um, negative viewpoint of me.
0: Yeah. So where does the grace and love of Jesus Christ fit into that? Like that might like so when someone says that to us as Christians, Mm -hmm. what you just said, yeah, where does the love of Jesus and the grace of Jesus show up? I mean, we're called to love everybody, right? Right, right. But But some could turn say this podcast seems very intolerant. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Continue your thought. I like it.
1: (laughs) Uh, But it doesn't mean we. We accept or condone anything Mm -hmm. anyone does outside of the true will of God. Yeah. Yeah. And nor should we.
0: Correct. Correct. And that's where there's so much angst. Mm -hmm. I mean, and let's be honest, we're sitting here in this room recording this podcast, and yet we're trying to, we're carefully choosing our words because of the culture that we live in right now.
1: Yeah, I mean there's topics we could instead of Captain Crunch there there were specific topics that came to your mind that you chose not to use. Of course. Yeah.
0: Because why why open that Pandora's box when yeah. it's all about the same issue. It's about subjectivism and relativism and absolute truth. And it's not about that one it's not about the that one people want to hang there. No. I mean, that's one of the problems with the, the UMC right now and the denomination, like we're going through stuff and people want to say it's just about human sexuality,
1: but it's about relativism and subjectivism. It, it, yeah. And the it's gospel. a gospel.
0: And it's about the fact that at the beginning of the formation of our, denomination in nineteen sixty-eight, we did not agree on those things. Hey, like, the sixties again. The absolute uh, the acceptance of the of the the word of God.
1: Yeah.
0: Um and, and all these things from the beginning of the formation. I don't want to go down that trail again. We'll we'll revisit it, I'm sure, in the coming months as things go along. But let's let's go back to this. So But before we yeah, go any yeah, yeah.
1: further, because I've said I'm intolerant a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And I want to, and I want to say that I'm not sitting here saying that I am perfect and have no reason to be like tolerant mm-hmm. of anything because I'm perfect. Right? No, I have sin in my life that, even though I commit, I'm still striving to be intolerant to it in my life.
0: In your own life? Yes. Well, that's your truth.
1: No, that's how God <laughs> wants me to be. That is truth.
0: And, uh, and I love to, obviously, listener, you know that I'm just playing this game here. Of course, I believe in absolute truth. I'm just, I'm playing the other side of the, the coin on this one uh, with Josh some, and He's getting like, I'm like getting red flustered, faced.
1: but um, no, but you're right. I do agree. Like, because people, people are going to say, well, those people sound like they're perfect. No, we're not. No, But the imperfections that we have in our life, we're also intolerant of. We just haven't f-
0: in and of of yourself, right? Exactly. Right. We just
1: haven't gotten. We just haven't won that battle yet.
0: Right. Right. Well, and it goes back to the whole issue of confession. Mm-hmm. Like when you m- make choices or actions that you know are against God's word, that you know grieve Him, that grieve His Holy Spirit. Um, your desire as a Christ follower is to say, "I'm sorry," and. And ultimately, to like turn your feet away from that and and go, I do not want to go down that path again. Right. Um, Some things are easier to walk away from than others. Some, you know, anger is, it's like a, you know, it's like a brother or sister that's kind of right there with you all the time. You not you in general, but just for people like versus you know other sin issues that could be momentary things. But uh, your point, which I really love, is the fact that you're saying. Josh, is that okay? Yes, you are intolerant to to things that are not that are not founded on the truth of God, mm-hmm. and you're saying that you're intolerant of your own mistakes yes. and sins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a very, very, very good point. Um, I would think that the pushback, and I'm just saying it because I, because I think it's worth us talking about, oh, is yeah. that someone who's do, like in the subjectivism, relativism, I'm living my own truth camp would say is. Well, that's your truth, and uh, and if that's the way, you know, that if you want to be intolerant about your actions and your things, then that's great. But you should hush up, and not have an opinion about anyone else, mm. because yeah. then you're being judgy.
1: Well, <laughs> and now <laughs> there's now a book of judges.
0: There's as a as a sinful person, you you could easily be judgy. Yeah, but you could also say, well, no, here's what. The absolute truth of God's word says, the one who created me, mm-hmm. who put the desire for truth in me, yeah. the one who gave me an opportunity to be in relationship with him through Jesus Christ, his word says, this is the life that, that all should strive for, mm-hmm. and I want this in my life, and I believe if you applied this to your life, you would find that truth you've always sought. You right. would finally find it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I think that there is a, as people who claim to have found the absolute truth, God, right, Jesus Christ, the yeah. Father, the Son, Holy yes. Spirit, how we choose, how how we live this out and carry this out and talk about this is vitally important. Mm-hmm. You know that that old saying, "You might be the only Bible someone ever reads." Right. You know, yeah. like so, how we live this out is really, really important. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's where I think you can find people who have attached Christian to their name, to their to their movement, to their posts, to whatever, and they're not. I mean, I think of like Westboro Baptist Church. Like, oh yeah, they have they have the word Baptist and they have the word church in their name, and I I know there's all the Baptists. And all the churches are saying, please don't use those two words yeah. in your name. No, like, yeah. because just can you be like the Westboro jerks? Because that's what you're doing. And mm-hmm. and yet they would, I I would say that they have f- found in their own, in many ways, their own truth. No,
1: not in many ways. They have. And they, they're like, this
0: is our truth.
1: Yeah, because they've missed the entire aspect of love and grace. Yeah. The entire right. aspect of it.
0: It's all judgment.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's and it, so of course, that's a cult let's yeah. just say it. yeah, it's a cult. That's a cult
0: it's a family cult there's people that have come out of that um the church is primarily made up of that family there will
1: be an a and e documentary made of it i've actually
0: watched one of a daughter i think that came out of there mm-hmm. um yeah. that was it was pretty crazy yeah so,
1: they are so, not following the absolute yeah church. easy
0: so let me let me say this uh um if, if we listen to the public dialogue and we watch social media, the death of confession <laughs> has led to this rise of the opposite of confession, which is blame and accusation. Mm-hmm. So like when someone points out, oh, I don't know if you should be doing that. The first thing is, oh, I." instead of going, oh, I wonder if I should check myself, right? It's blame and accusation. Yep. It's outward instead of inward. Yep. Um, so let's talk about this for a moment. So, what is truth? What is truth? Well, I think we've already touched on it quite a bit. But truth is not just—it's not what. It's a who. Right. It's a who. It's not. It's not. It's not a philosophy. It's not just a mindset. It's not a really good idea. It's not a statement. It's not something that you learn from a book. It's not just a, a you know, this that someone has taught us in school, it's not a what, it's a who. Truth is a person. Yes. And John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. And I would say that John 14, 6, Jesus is answering that deep, deep longing and calling that every human being has on the inside of them. Mm-hmm. They want to know the way. They want to know the truth. They want to know what, the, what their life is all about. Right. And Jesus, according to a Christian, mm-hmm. <laughs> we believe that he is the answer, right. that truth is a person. Yeah. So what do we do with that, right? What do we do? Because if, a, if the church starts to mimic subjectivism, and relativism what happens is is we start to tear ourselves away from the very thing person who will save us
1: and it's happening
0: it's happening it's happening yeah
1: and people go oh it's in california like no, it's way off no, i mean it's happening yeah here. it's
0: happening in north georgia for sure right now it's happening everywhere, but like I can think of instances where it's going on. And I talked about in our denomination, the United Methodist church right now, this is going on. Yeah.
1: This is not something that is happening way off. This is happening in a drivable distance. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, so (laughs) what do you, what do we do then as a follower of Jesus? What, what do we do? I do have, I have some suggestions. Um, some kind of things for us to think about instead of us just sitting here going, Oh, your truth blue, blah, 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 You know, like, how dare mm-hmm. you? And Oh yes, we are intolerant to that. That's not absolute truth, which I think is fine. I'm not making, you know, make fun of you, but uh-huh. uh, it would just be easy to sit here and just talk about how it's, frustrating it is. It,
1: yeah. Th- this podcast would have no point if we don't go to how to share and, Use the truth to mm-hmm. our advantage, right? Like, this is this would have just been a complaining podcast,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here, there's, here's,
1: o- there's the other side of the here's, coin.
0: So, what do we do as a follower of Jesus who believes in absolute truth, dealing with a world and with people, people very close to us, you know, family members, co workers, you know, people we're around all the time. How do we deal with the issue of subjectivism and relativism? Well, the first thing I would say is we need to hang on to God's truth. There is an objectivity to truth, which is the opposite of subjectivism, right? Right. There is one saying, no, truth is, it's the Mm. object. It is, there is an ultimate truth. And love doesn't just reside in us, it's greater than us. So we resist that temptation to define our own reality. We right. say, no, no, God's truth is the truth. The mm-hmm. gospel is the antidote to relativism and subjectivism. Right. So, um, so the first thing is just hang on to God's word, make sure that you know God's truth excuse me, God's truth, which is His word. Uh, the second thing I'd say is, is we need and we've come back to this couple is embrace love, yeah. And people go, oh, okay, finally, we're going to be...
1: We're going to love <laughs> and kumbaya.
0: Truth and love are fused yes. together. Yes. And in that, there's hope. Truth and love. Real love. Um, and I don't, I'm not going to remember this address either, but it's in Proverbs. And it's like, better is open rebuke than hidden love. Mm. And I think that talks about that, that it's, it's, if I really love you, Josh, really love you then I, if I openly rebuke you based on God's word, that, that I'm showing more love for you than if I were to be silent and to be like, well, you know, I want Josh to like me, so I'm not going to say anything, mm-hmm. you know, even though, you know, he's careening off that cliff you know, in his decisions, I'm just going to sit here because I want Josh and I to be good, you know.
1: Man, we're so guilty of it. Yeah.
0: So, embrace truth and love are fused together, and and in that, like I said, you find hope, and if your truth, Josh, doesn't look like love, then it's not truth. Nope. And if your love isn't anchored in the truth, then it's not love. No. And when Christ is truly present and working in your life, truth and love are never, ever separated. So here's another suggestion as a follower of Christ dealing with subjectivism and relativism in our world. Hold the gospel tighter than your politics.
1: Oh, mic drop, don't drop.
0: Hold them. on to your the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, tighter than you hold on to your political... Opinions, right? Because God is not a Republican. I'm going to give that a pause for a moment for let people go. What? God is not a Democrat. People are like, okay, see, finally (laughs) she found. No, God is not a conservative. He is not a liberal. He is not a socialist. He transcends any kind of anything that we could say is political.
1: Mm. He's not an American.
0: He's not an American. He didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes, if you didn't know. Um. However important those issues might be to you, to your the, the political, the platforms, the, the 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 topics and the things that are so important to you, politics will never change the world the way the gospel can or, or, or has. Right. So we've got to hold the gospel tighter than our politics. If we're holding on to our politics tighter than we're holding on to the gospel of Jesus Christ— well, you are now you are now part of the subjectivism and relativism right. that you think you are it's, pushing back against.
1: It's funny how much we hold on to interpreters of truth as opposed to truth.
0: Truth, yeah. Yeah. Well, what did so and so say? Exactly. Well, what did so, this person mm-hmm. say? Or well, what about that person? I, I read this um, somewhere several times over the years. But if God has all the same opinions as your political party, then you're probably not worshiping God. Nope. <laughs> Which is like a you know, and goes, yeah, that's right for your for you, but I'm actually correct, but um, uh, here's the other thing, and I think maybe we should have read this at the outset of our of the podcast is we should be hopeful and not cynical, mm. hopeful and not cynical, yeah, um, that punches me in in the face because a there's bit.
1: probably some people that were sitting here listening to sixty percent of what we said already and saying we're just being cynical
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, sure. And our tone probably could show that a little bit. But, um, I, yeah, so be hopeful, not cynical. Of all people, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we should be people who are the most hopeful because our hope comes from outside any system. It, it comes from outside anything. It, it comes from Christ. Right. That's where our hope comes from. And so we anchor to Him and we share the hope that He brings. It's not our hope. Hope is the ultimate antidote to cynicism. To mm-hmm. Talking about antidotes yeah. in a world where that that's in a world that's growing more cynical by the minute. Hope is one of the most radical things you can do. Yeah, I mean to be a person of hope, and so maturing as a Christian involves desiring God's truth, not designing our own truth. The desire to cling to my truth—it's not new. It is as old as as the Garden of Eden. Yeah. I mean, I mean, from that point, it was, well, this is what God said, but but that's this not right is for what me. I feel.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's this isn't something that's just popped up with mm-hmm. so, with the social media revolution.
0: No, Eve was living her own truth, man. Yeah,
1: man, man. <laughs> it's not. It's not as new as the hippie revolution. No,
0: and we can't. We can I mean, insist. It's yeah. Go ahead. If
1: you if you really want to see the the fruits. Of living your truth, just mm-hmm. look up Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh yeah, you know
0: yeah, yeah.
1: That, that's in the Bible. Yeah, you know look it, look a, look at the world before uh, forty days and forty nights of rain. Yeah, yeah. the fall uh, of Rome. Yeah, you know
0: why were the why were the Levitical laws written? Yeah,
1: I mean they're, they're, <laughs> the Bible. You know, for as many people who question about absolute truth, people look at the bible as one of the best history books of all time mm. which is bonkers to me that they would say it's th- this is the great aspect of it but anything else is crap <laughs> but um if you look at it there is example after example of people taking their truth into their own hands mm-hmm. and it being disastrous yeah disastrous mm-hmm.
0: yep it's all it's it's there all the time and so
1: and and then on the other side of every one of those stories, God's love is there.
0: Yeah, the opportunity for grace and redemption is it's there. Every time. Every time. And that's the hope. Yeah. That's the hope. Because, you know, like Adam and Eve, we can insist it's our right to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and decide, oh, well, that's going to be right for me and that's going to be good for me. But by doing so, we, what we do is we place ourselves in the audacious position of divining truth and that's, that's not of God. Right. That, 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 that takes it out of the absolute truth of God, and it becomes just mine. Yeah. We're not creators of truth, Josh, nope. and we shouldn't act or speak as if, as if we are. Um, followers of Christ believe God is the true and faithful one, and really, we should be so consumed with him and his truth that the idea of us trying to create our own is silly, yeah. And um I think I <laughs> talking about sincerity and passion. I you've probably met people, I know you have, that are really sincere and passionate about things and you thought, "Wow, if you were to take that sincerity and that passion and use it and and, and first of all, come to know the absolute truth mm-hmm. of who God is, yeah. and who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Um and then you take that sincerity and passion and use it in his name. You could make a difference. Yeah. Um, And that's really like, you know, when I, when sometimes I see these people, I, I, you know, I've seen people who, I've, I've got a friend that I'm, doesn't, they don't live here anymore. And, um, you know, I'm, we're, we're connected on like Instagram and stuff. And, and it's like she's constantly just poking the, the bear of Christianity and of, you know, missions and, um, you know, worship and just a lot of the aspects of, of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like she's taking the stick and poking all the time and and I'm just and she will then she'll go on about like her like um, crystals and her yoga and her things and her stuff. And I'm like, you you've exchanged the truth for a lie. Um, and, and and she would tell you she's a Christian. And I'm not gonna say she's not. Like, I'm not going to make that statement, but her actions have, it's like she's taking these little little bits of truth that have been sprinkled into other things, yeah. and she's more and more and more clung to those than she has to the absolute truth of, mm-hmm. of God's word. And I'm just sitting here going, oh, and every time, like, I see a, a post or a story, I'm just like, golly, you know, and it, it's frustrating because that's one person and one example, and yet it's... All over
1: the place, but everyone I have one of those people. Everyone mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. has one of the has at least one of those people. Yeah. so it's it's a lot. It's very common. Yeah, and it's funny. Like you're talking about her, like poking at mm-hmm. worship and Christianity mm-hmm. as as a religion. It's funny. Like um, all these falsehoods have a common thread. Uh huh. They like to attack absolute truth. They uh-huh. like to attack Christianity. Yeah. Because that's because what Christianity does debunks all this other stuff, yeah, yeah, and so almost more so <laughs> instead of spreading what their their truth, they're trying to debunk absolute truth, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like their truth is to debunk truth,
0: yeah, 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 it's funny because you don't often find someone who is so sincere and passionate about their truth apart from God, you don't find them attacking someone else's truth. They're like, oh, that's your truth. Okay, cool. Well, my truth is I like vanilla ice cream, and your truth is you like chocolate ice cream. Well, you know what? It's not the same, but I'm not going to come after you. I'm going to go and say that I, you know, the absolute truth of snow cones is the, <laughs> the where I don't, yeah. I don't know. Horrible examples. This is this is why I don't try to give examples <sighs> sometimes. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think that the target is Christianity claiming, um. Christianity claiming the absolute truth of God, not their own truth, yeah. but God's truth, mm-hmm. according to God's Word.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think we've danced around it and haven't actually said it the entire podcast. Relativism and subjectivism.
0: Subjectivism. That one. Uh-huh.
1: Is the building up of the creation where absolute truth is building up the creator.
0: That is exactly it, yeah.
1: And um, if we're... Living in a truth that is, div- that is building up the creation, we're missing so much. Yeah, of what life has.
0: Yeah, we're yeah we're we are definitely missing the mark.
1: Truth or not, we're yeah we're, we're living into only ten mm-hmm. percent of what what we're created to live into. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And well. and we're just looking at this finite speck of eternity, mm-hmm. and what God has in store if if all we do is care about ourselves and what. Feels good for us. What looks good for us, if it doesn't hurt anybody, mm-hmm. you know, we're yep. just we're just living into that finite moment that yes, God has given us, but we're making it more important than what God has really given us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and God wants us to experience.
0: Yep, yep. Well, I think that's a really good place to end um, because I can I couldn't say it better than that. That's for sure. So. So, listeners, I hope that you have been uh, challenged and encouraged today. I hope that uh that you're not cynical based on today's episode, but that you're hopeful and I pray that with the truth of God's word uh at your disposal that you will use it to um to to not beat people over the head or to try and win an argument, but to um Direct people to a God who loves them deeply, as misguided as they are might be. He loves them, and His grace is available to them mm-hmm. uh, through Jesus Christ. And so, I hope that that is the motivation uh, today. So, if anything, if, if if you weren't just as challenged as much as you were, going yeah, yeah, uh huh, I hope yeah, what she said. I hope you were also kind of like a oof, you yeah. know, because some things kind of. Cl- Hit close to home, um, because I, this is a challenging topic for all of us. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it's sneaky and sly, uh, our enemy, and can 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 do that to the best of us. So. Well, thanks, listeners, for hanging in with us. Um, Of course, we'll be back with episode 35 next next week. week. Um, We have got an amazing weekend coming up. Starts (laughs) tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. It is our Jesus is Life weekend, and it is the biggest weekend of the year, as you know, with, with our student ministry, of course. Yes. Um, yeah, outside, as a of, church. outside of Easter and, and, Chris, and Christmas, you know, it's like... I mean,
1: numbers-wise, Jesus' life is our biggest weekend.
0: Well, Jesus' is life, so... Yeah, now, <laughs> but
1: when it comes to, like, uh, seasons and stuff like that, yeah, you know, Easter and Christmas are still yeah. up there. But as a church, Jesus' life is our biggest um, impact mm-hmm. in the yep. community that we do as a church.
0: For sure, for sure. So it's going to be a great weekend a great weekend of uh, we've got a lot of students signed up from all the area schools. We've got an awesome speaker, Kelly Barkle, who many of our listeners know. Um, And (laughs) uh, of course, our worship's going to be phenomenal and just time together. And like we talked about last week when Justin was with us in episode 33, just the opportunity for students to be together and to, um, know that they're not alone on the journey of faith mm-hmm. uh, at the beginning of the school year is huge. Yep. It's, it's tremendous. And so it's it's going to be a great weekend. I'm a host home. I know you're going to be busy doing all that you do with sound and lighting and everything, videography and all the things. All the
1: things. It's it's a fun time.
0: Yeah. Um, we're going to take Monday off because it's, it's like in our employee handbook. It's called... Jesus' Life Monday, yep. kind of like we have an Easter Monday where we mm-hmm. are closed. We are off on Monday after Disciple Now, Jesus' is Life. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be a great time. So, uh, listener, pray for the weekend. Yes. For um, sure. Three services three, this week.
1: That's I was going to make sure we hit on that. 8 a.m.? 9.30. And 11. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: But Shannon also hit on um, prayer for this weekend.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: there's oh, actually yeah. Yeah, yeah. a... Um, Justin and Shannon have come together and created a um, blanket of prayer over this weekend. Mm-hmm. It starts Friday at noon, and it goes through, I think, noon. Uh-huh. Sunday evening. Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. So um, you can see it on social media. I've probably sent out an email with it. I'm recording this on Tuesday, so I'm thinking I've sent an email out already <laughs> about it. But um, if you've seen it and you're like, what is this? This is a way for Jesus life weekend to be covered in prayer from from before it starts till well after it's ended. Mm-hmm. And someone will be praying continue we will have intervals where people will pick 30 minutes and pray and the weekend will be covered in prayer from before it starts till well after it's ended continuously.
0: Yep. Yep. Which is is it's really important and good and just a, another opportunity for the church to Especially those who are like, "Hey, listen, I, I you know, I'm not going to be a group leader. I'm not going to, you know, I, I can't help. I'm not. Whatever is another opportunity for people to be a part of the weekend and 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 pray, and lift it up in prayer. Mm-hmm. And we need the prayer because you know, that that enemy we talked about. Oh yeah, that sly, cunning enemy that we have. Um, you know, he's sneaky. <laughs> yeah. So we want to pray against just against uh, everything. And, and we want to lift up the name of Jesus. Pray for God to and work. And then
1: just knowing uh, that while you're putting something like this on, that someone is continuously praying yep. for you and the people that you're trying to serve is incredibly empowering. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's big. It's big for sure. So, Well, thanks, uh, listeners. Thanks for being a part of this. And uh, we look forward to spending time with you again next week and, of course, seeing you on Sunday at one of our three services, 8, 930, or 11.00. And uh, we hope you guys have a great week. Go be, go be Jesus and live out the absolute truth of God. See, See you later. You bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.